Welcome in to the fourth and short podcast. This is the divisional round episode, and I am your host, a self-proclaimed Steeler fan. Sitting across from me is the Crimson Cowboy fan, Trent Hemphill. What up? <laughs> a little delayed, but uh, <laughs> we're here. Uh, we are without, and understandably so, the cheese head of the South, Matt Peterson, because... For some reason, he thinks that a Packers game is more important than spending time with us and talking about said Packers game. But as we all know, he is pretty much worthless if we have the Packers game on while he's here. So we're it's just true. we're just going to let him go. Matt, your Packers are up. Packers are up 21-3 at halftime over the Seahawks in the last game of the divisional round weekend. And so Matt's enjoying that. And uh, we're not going to go long enough, but if we did go long enough for the game to go final and the Packers win, I'm sure all of you could hear Matt cheering. That, that game's over. Russ has never won at Lambeau, so yeah, it, it's 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 done. As we said just a minute ago, no ground game for the Seahawks and with oh, the weather. Troy, Troy's crying too. Oh, yes, we do have the half halftime uh, halftime uh, show on, and uh, we'll get into some of the things that just went on for there. But a great another great weekend of playoff football. And, uh, okay, honestly, there was one big upset and there was one great game. But both of those made it a great weekend. Yeah. The first game, we saw it going the way that it did. This game, we pretty much saw it going the way that it is. Yeah. So, but those other two games made up for it. Man, they were great. So good. But we'll get into all those games. We're going to jump right into things. Make sure that you go follow us on Instagram at the fourth and short podcast. You may even get a little bit of a, uh, a live video reaction from Matt since he wasn't able to be here. <laughs> get his take on the game and the weekend so far. Uh, and then make sure that you drop us a rating and review five star for two and a half star talent. You can't beat it. And uh, so make sure you do that. Let's get into our first segment for tonight. Hi. <laughs> All right, so first and 10 tonight, I just want to briefly touch on some things, some news around the league uh, before we get into all the games. And so last week, we touched on the Hall of Fame ballot um, going into this year. And so um, last, or today, I suppose, uh, they announced two uh, of the uh, inductees uh, that are getting in, uh, not players, but as coaches, and uh, it was kind of special. They did it during uh, broadcast. Both these guys are broadcasters, and or, they were they surprised them. Yeah, yeah. It was during during uh, pregame, uh, I believe, for the first one, and then halftime now for this for the second one. But first one, Bill Cowher, uh, coach of the Steelers, getting in uh, to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely well deserved. Um, I think they did this for us because. You're a Steelers fan. Oh, they I'm did. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Hall of Fame. We appreciate that so much. But, uh, boy, Bill Cower. Bill Cower, I mean, we've only had three coaches the Steelers have, have since the 70s. When you start with Chuck Knoll. Yeah. And then it went to Bill Cower. Yeah. And then it went to Mike. Now it's Mike Tomlin. And I, could, I can't think of a better coach to follow Chuck Knoll, as far as to maintain that same old school rough. Yeah, I mean, when we were when we fired Wade Phillips and Jason Garrett. Oh wow, I just said his name. The Clapper. Um, <laughs> Never thought we'd hear that again. The Clapper uh, was the interim. I really wanted Cower to come out of uh, retirement and take the Cowboys' job um, back then, but obviously, you know, Jerry didn't want that. Um, so yeah, congrats to Bill Cower, great, great coach, um, well deserved. Absolutely, the jaw, yes, as it was the jaw <laughs> and and the nose, and so uh, surprised him on the CBS broadcast earlier today, and then just a few moments ago, uh, your boy, my man, your, your Jimmy, coach, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, what can you say about Jimmy Johnson? Um, what can you say? You tell us. You say something. <laughs> <laughs> give, give us give us your tribute to Jimmy. He's got the best hair in the business. Um, it's true. He's the last coach that Jerry let run the team, and it's sad because that's what got him fired. Yeah. And then, you know, Barry Switzer had to come in and win a Super Bowl with Jimmy's team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jimmy started the first dynasty – yeah. And in, in, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, three Super Bowls in four years, 
started by Jimmy Johnson, who was a very successful college coach. Right. In Miami. And brought that same hard nosed mentality into the NFL, which usually does not translate well. Um, but Jimmy made it work and, and the players respected him. I mean, even now we just saw, like I mentioned a while ago, Troy, mm-hmm. you know, the quarterback he took number one overall. Yep. And <laughs> went through a painful rookie season. Um, you know, Troy was tearing up up there just when they were announcing. So, um, man, I well, it's well deserved, obviously. I, yeah, dude, absolutely. There's really no. I, those are the glory days. So, I, <laughs> you know, I don't. Trent's over here. He's got so many memories going through his mind. So many wonderful things. So many Super Bowls that happened so long ago. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, my, I'm sure my dad will sit there and be like, well, "What about this? What about that?" But, Dad, you were you know, like in your late twenties then. So I was only like six, um, <laughs> but, uh, definitely well-deserved for Jimmy and, and Bill. Um, so yeah, hats off to them. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. And then, uh, before we move on to these games, uh, we touched on them the, the last two weeks. And so we figured we might as well just, uh, at least keep us updated as far as coaching moves in the NFL. And, and this obviously hits home, uh, for you as well. The Cowboys hire Mike McCarthy. And so what's your reaction to that hire? My immediate reaction was, why? Um, just because it, he's not the sexiest hire. You know, now the the thing to do is to go out there and find that young coach who is this hot off like offensive coordinator um, or you know just a great young mind like a Lincoln Riley. Um, I did not want Lincoln Riley. I I thought that was an intriguing hire, but I was more leaning. I know I mentioned it multiple times I wanted a defensive-minded coach, which Mike McCarthy is not. But I was really impressed with what he did this offseason, and I think that's pretty much what sold him. Uh, he has the pedigree, no doubt. I mean, he, he took the Packers to four NFC championships, won a Super Bowl, um, was in the top tier of the league every every year he was there, obviously except for that his last season. Um, and he was fired, you know, because his offense was stale. Him and Rodgers didn't get along. But he did help in the development of Rodgers, so I really feel like he'll be able to develop with Dak. Um, he's already said he wants to build around Dak. Um, he thinks Dak's a good quarterback uh, to move forward with, uh, which a lot of Cowboys fans misinterpreted as, oh, so we're not going to give Zeke the ball. So McCarthy the next day was quick to say, we're still going to give Zeke the ball. You know, that's not forgotten. Um but I think he's uh, bringing in a, a good coaching staff. Uh, fun fact, Steve Nolan, um, the Saints linebackers coach, is the son of Dick Nolan. Um, they both, and correct me somebody out there if I'm wrong, played for the 49ers, then coached linebackers at for the Saints, and then became the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Interesting. Father and son. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting take. Um but I, I, I like that hire for the D.C. Uh, he likes Kellen Moore. He's going to keep him. I really think McCarthy's going to be a little more involved than the Clapper was when it comes to uh, coming into the headset and telling, hey, we don't want to run that. Um, you know, It's third and one. We're going to give Zeke the ball, and if we don't get it, we're going to do it again. Um, we're not going to do this running out of the shotgun crap. Um, but this offseason, McCarthy watched every single game in the NFL and studied it as a head coach. He also did a self-evaluation. He looked back on his his self and said, what can I do better? Why did I get fired? And basically, they said that he walked into his interview with notebooks and he laid everything out and said, this is what I've been working on. I've been coaching. I just don't have a team to coach. So... I'm I'm excited moving forward with with McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good hire. I think you know speaking to your point about whether or not he's you know the whole question about Zeke, he's not going to make that same mistake that he made with Aaron Jones in Green Bay. Exactly, he is not going to be not going to be that foolish. Which, Matt, you know it as well as I do. Aaron Jones is no Zeke, but definitely not going to make the same mistake. Not at all. Uh, so then there were three other hires, including one this morning, um, and all three of these teams, we know they needed a head coach. All of them have, it seems to be like they've got a nucleus of players, it, they've got talent. I'll just Young talent. Way. They've got young talent on these three teams, and uh, but all of these coaches either have 
None of them have NFL head coaching experience. In fact, I don't. I mean, uh, besides Joe, Joe Judge doesn't have any. Head I was going to say I don't think the 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 last two. I don't have, think Stefanski does mm-mm. either. So the Panthers hire Baylor coach Matt Rule. Not surprising. Um, which everybody thought he was going to go to the Giants. Yeah, and and uh, the then Panthers he, beat he, him he, to it. I was going to say like he was supposed to have an interview with the Giants. I think on Monday, and then just interview with the Panthers, and they signed him. So that kind of came out of nowhere. I'll, actually, I'm surprised that he didn't stay at Baylor. I um, am too because he said he was, which I know people say that all the time. Nick Saban told everybody at LSU he was staying, and I get it. The NFL jobs are what you want, um, but I'm, I really thought he would stay at Baylor because Especially with what he had done this year. Exactly. They. I mean, he put Baylor. I'm not going to say back, or I'll say back on the map because RG3 and and company kind of. You yeah, know, put them on the map. Yeah, but, ba- Baylor had history, um, you know, with Art Bryles, uh, who actually is the athletic director where my sister goes to high school. Really, in Mount Vernon, Texas. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, yeah, I told her she should ask him about the scandal, uh, <laughs> and then my mom <laughs> was like, "Don't idea. you dare do that." <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I was surprised by Matt Rule. I also thought he was going to go to the Panthers, um, or not the, the, the Giants. Giants yeah. um, so. So then yeah. the Giants and kind of a knee-jerk, I feel like just knee-jerk reaction because they didn't get the guy that they thought they were going to get. And so instead of hiring somebody maybe that would have been a little more qualified, they just hired, it seems like, the next, no pun intended, the next Joe that came along. And they well, hired Joe Judge. When they said Joe Judge, I said, who? So this is the Patriots I, special teams coach. No, I know who he is. Right. Like, but who? <laughs> oh, exactly. Now, he was seemed to be on a short list of, of like people that, were expected to get interviewed exactly. for coaches. So this, I don't think this came completely out of left field, but for those, us as fans, hearing that Joe Judge is... I thought the Clapper had a better chance to become their next head coach. I than, thought he did too, and it seemed to be pointing that way. They had requested an interview. Yep. Well, I really think that they thought that Matt Rule was going to be their head coach. And when that didn't happen, it just threw him for a loop. So they were just like, let's just get the next guy available. Yeah, we're not going to lose out on somebody else, basically. Yeah. So then then the last one to take place this morning, the Browns hire uh, Minnesota's offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, which I think that's a good hire uh, as as somebody, as, as a coach in this league. Now, not for the Browns, necessarily. It's, it's, it's a confusing hire for me. I. Now, apparently the Browns had interviewed Stefanski last year, and then for some unknown reason, and they still regret it to this day, they stuck with Freddie Kitchens. I do think that this means that they're going to finally utilize Nick Chubb the way he should be utilized. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, he... Stefanski has tur- turned the Minnesota jo- the Minnesota offense around through Dalvin Cook when he came... And that's with Kirk Cousins, and I am I think Kirk Cousins is more talented than Baker Mayfield. Um, but... Kirk, well, I don't know. Kirk Cousins has two dynamic receivers, too. So it, it'll be interesting, and I'm interested to see if Odell even plays there next yeah, year. it's true. Um, so of these, McCarthy and the Cowboys are aside, these three first-time NFL head coaches in teams that had underwhelming years this year, um, disappointing years, uh, but that have young, talented players, which one of those either intrigues you the most or you think is going to do the best in their first year? Uh, first year, looking at this list, I would go with the Browns just because I think they're more talented on both sides of the ball. Um, but the one I want to choose is probably the Giants. I, I Just just because, I mean, Joe That's Judge... That's what I'm kind of leaning Joe towards. Judge is a special teams coach. Um, the Giants are really bad on special teams. They have a really good kicker, but that's about it. Um, their defense isn't very good, so I, that's why I was saying I was leaning more towards the Browns. Um, but they have dynamic players on offense, mm-hmm. and I really think that that you know that they have the pieces. They just they have to draft all. They have to go all in on defense yeah. in the draft. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna also mention just the Panthers in rule. The biggest issue they have is they don't know who their quarterback is gonna. They be. They don't know what to do with Cam. I, there's no way he plays there next year. But even then, I mean, Kyle Allen showed flashes, but then he was brought back down to earth really, mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah. Um, and then who's the other guy? Will, Will Greer. Greer. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, he clearly wasn't. <laughs> no, wasn't the answer because nope. I'm pretty sure the guy that 
they benched Kyle Allen for got benched for Kyle Allen. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I just don't the the Panthers. You got McCaffrey. You got to build around him. Yep. Um, and DJ Moore. But you got to build that. Yeah, that's, yeah that, that's the thing. I think the Browns just they already have the the team on both sides of the ball. It's true. To, they to just s- need the leadership exactly behind it. So all right, well we'll keep kind of pace. I know there's a few other uh, dominoes that might fall, but uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. All right, now we're gonna get into the games that took place yesterday and the one already today. Uh, it is still twenty-one-three Packers uh, with ten minutes. The Seahawks. It's fourth and one. I think they're like right on the goal line. So. We'll see what happens here if they make it in. But let's go ahead and get into our next segment today. Hi. All right. For second and long, we want to talk about these three games. And Seattle does convert down to right, the like the six-inch line. Uh, didn't quite get in the end zone. Uh, but let's talk about these three games that took place already that finished, starting with the early game yesterday. San Francisco taking on Minnesota. San Francisco wins 27-10 in a historic defensive performance by the 49ers. And again, we saw this going this way. I, the 49ers defense is smothering. It I, was very hard to see what happened the week before even though it was against the Saints in the Superdome, it was very hard to see this happening again against this San Francisco defense. Yes. Um, and and San Francisco had been struggling at the end of the year. And Seattle, is that that Marshawn? Marshawn Rinch gets into the end zone uh, for the touchdown. Um, San Francisco had been struggling towards the end of the year. I mean, they gave up huge points to to Baltimore. They gave up huge points to, to New Orleans. And uh, but I think a lot of that was because they weren't completely healthy. And well, we mentioned that on the on the podcast about mm-hmm. Sherman being yes. out. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you, those are two great offenses. I mean, yeah, you can't stop everybody. And that's so, Drew Brees and this year's most flashy player. He's the MFP. <laughs> but continue. Okay. Uh, so, but they have everybody. I think this is the first time in like. 70 days they've had everybody on their starting defense healthy but they were all played in this game and it showed because they held minnesota for the game under 150 total yards which is insane six sacks of cousins not surprising an interception the seven swans of swimming are just doing it (laughs) and they forced a fumble on special teams they forced seven three and outs and the vikings were two for 12 on third down conversions. That's bad. So, it, I mean, all of that just tells what, the story. What did I say uh, two weeks ago? Defense wins championships? You did. You yeah. did say this. And I think the, the two two of these games were solid defense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Minnesota, uh, well, for, for San Francisco, they really the key was... Well, this was a role reversal. Um, I didn't expect Tevin Coleman to do that on the ground. Um, and I expected Dalvin Cook to do a little bit better. I was going to say that. I was just about to say that the 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 difference in this game or the key to this game we see is in the discrepancy in the rushing game. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Because San Francisco has 186 yards, including over 100 by Coleman and two touchdowns. Minnesota has like 22, and Cook had like what was that 11 carries? Yeah. Or, I mean, it was something astronomically small. It was bad. Um, minuscule. Uh, and, minu- and and again. That's been the key all year for Minnesota. He's running it through Dalvin Cook and letting Kirk Cousins throw off the play action. Yep. And because Minnesota couldn't run the ball, primetime playoff Kirk came out, and he certainly couldn't do it alone. <laughs> I bet he wasn't saying, you like that after <laughs> after this game. I don't know if you saw that video of him in the locker room did, saying, yes. you want me to say it? I yes. got three words. <laughs> idiot no no one liked it no one liked it except unless you're a san francisco fan um so let me ask you this all right um obviously san francisco is moving on they're gonna play the winner of this game we thought it was gonna be the packers i mean seahawks now with a touchdown we'll see what happens i mean as much as we thought this game was probably over seattle has more yards um if if seattle get a stop here on on the packers first possession of the second or the second half and and Seattle can score again, then, I mean, obviously it's a ball game, but I mean, I just, stranger things have happened. I was going to say, we, we'll we get to that game in a minute. Um, I don't think I can count Russ out 
until it's like almost in, in You can never count Russ out. My only thing is again, he's 0 and 3 at Lambo. He's I never agree. won. I know. I know. We'll but see. we'll see. You know, I like Russ. He's a good guy, so All right. So back to Minnesota San Francisco. San Francisco moves on. They're going to play one of these two teams. Um, They're still my pick for the Super Bowl. San Francisco. To go to the Super Bowl. I would agree with you on that. But my question is, does Jimmy scare you at all? No, he's not good. In fact, I no, think... That's what I'm saying. He's going to scare you in a bad way. Could, oh, could yes. he hurt the 49ers? Yes, he is He, was he a, is the weakest link on now, their team. He was 11. They didn't give him a whole lot of opportunity to throw the ball. 11 for 19 for 131, a touchdown interception. Now, obviously, they were running the ball effectively. All over the place. So they didn't need to. They were controlling the clock. But I, I think that, that Jimmy G is the weak point on that team. And it and it might just be lack of experience. Um but he's more of like an Alex Smith style to me. Yes. He, he's he's a game manager. Mm-hmm. He's not that guy that's gonna you know he's not gonna do what Pat Mahomes did or he's not gonna be an Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna manage the game and rely on his defense. Yes. And, and as long as he's able to do that, San Francisco will be fine. Yes. So we'll we'll see what happens. He, he has to play mistake free football. Yes, absolutely. He can't. He cannot be the reason. He, we we should not talk about Jimmy Garoppolo next week if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, all right. Next game. Last night's wonderful, wonderful matchup <laughs> in Baltimore. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. Matt is not even here to defend himself or his Ravens. And so I'm... And yes, they are his Ravens. They are his Ravens. Because he raved about the Ravens Absolutely. all season long. Absolutely. Oh, Devontae Adams. That's a touchdown. Going to score. All right. Um, yes. And so, Matt, we are going to say whatever we want to about the Ravens right now, and there is nothing you can do about it. Because you know who's not Raven? The that's, Ravens. That's, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like it either. So Tennessee wins 28-12. to 12. I honestly think this is an even bigger upset than last week when Tennessee beat the Patriots. Oh, easily, because Balt- I mean Baltimore shellacked the Patriots, and the the Patriots just weren't the Patriots this year. No, they will be next year. Yeah, but they weren't this year. It was the the offense. It, it just hurt them. Um, and Vrabel knew Belichick, so you know he, he out Belichick Belichick. He did. So and then he out Belichick Harbaugh. <laughs> okay. Now we we'll get to what Kansas City did here in just a second, and we'll preview the championship. But I Tennessee obviously is a Cinderella story so far in the playoffs. I mean the sixth seed. Yeah. You know, no. No one. No one ever puts the sixth seed in the in the championship, the no. AFC championship, or the so, NFC championship. So I, we'll we'll have to follow this. We'll, we'll, I don't want to get ahead of us. We'll talk about that game when we get to to the last segment. But Henry, Derek Henry, I first player what in, in the it, world, first player in NFL history to have. 180 plus rushing yards in three straight games. And he's the first in NFL history with back to back 180 yard playoff rushing yes. yards or rushing games. Um, th- has 195 yards and threw for a touchdown. Just, just threw put that a on. touchdown. Just put that on there. Uh, never, never have I been so wrong about a player before a season than Derrick Henry. I, I will say this. I apologized earlier, but I feel like I need to do it again. Derek, I'm sorry. I, I to, Stop to, taking it out on everybody to else. To me, he's got to do he's got to be top five in rushing again next year for this to be for that's not to be a fluke. Yes. Cause you got guys that are at the top every year. Yes. Um bar injury barring or mm-hmm. suspensions, which he was still at the top. Yeah. Um <laughs> Would have led the league in rushing if he had not been suspended. Um, but, you know, first rushing title, I'm happy for Derrick Henry. Um, you know, I, I liked him at Alabama. I did not think he was going to transition because he is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just ask Earl Thomas. That <laughs> that helps him. Because um, <laughs> oh, he Thomas. literally – Earl Thomas was literally running away from him because his stiff arm was so bad. And this is the same Earl Thomas that said after last week when he ran over the the Patriots that they would just tackle him, that yeah. the Patriots couldn't do that. So, so good job, Earl. Uh, Tannehill also set 
um, a record. He became the first quarterback to have back-to-back playoff wins when throwing for under 100 yards. Well, when you've got Derrick Henry just steamrolling everybody, you don't have to. But he still has touchdowns. He's, I was going to say, I mean, and Tannehill had those two touchdowns that were dimes. Oh, they were beautiful. The the first two touchdowns of the game, beautiful passes. Oh, that, that catch by Jonu Smith. Yes. One-handed Oh my goodness! If you have not seen that, and you're an NFL fan, please go watch that catch because it was a thing of beauty. And then uh, the catch to uh, Corey Davis, yeah, um, having to climb the ladder and and go for it, and and just great. Um, uh, I thought this the 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 narrative here though. I, I think this whole game, yes, Derrick Henry was amazing, but Lamar Jackson played horrible and that's that's something to be said for for a player that had over 500 yards total by himself had 500 yards but three turnovers yeah horrible he just he did not look comfortable the entire game nope and this is without the titans rushing him they did not blitz him because when you blitz lamar jackson he he runs around exactly he was contained when it mattered most. And and because they took away the run, he had to throw 59 times. Which Lamar Jackson cannot do. They did not call a designed run play the entire second half. It was either a pass play with an option for Lamar to run. But they did not run Mark Ingram the entire second half. He was zero help the entire game. Zero help. I, I don't even think Mark Ingram's the best running back on that team. I think Gus Edwards is. You think? And that, that's not a knock on Ingram. I just... Ing- but here's the thing. For the entire year, I think part of the reason why Lamar Jackson was able to be it's so because effective, of Mark Ingram yes, and it was the because, threat. Yes, exactly. Um, no, I wholeheartedly agree with that because they did kind of the same thing that the Saints did with Kamara and Ingram. Yes. Um, you know, but uh, Ingram spelled... Bre- or that, that was a bad analogy, but I'm saying... They used Ingram kind of like the Saints did. I know mm-hmm. Breeze isn't a runner, but that threat of the play action right. really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's been 20 days since Ingram, Jackson, some of these starters on Baltimore played because they took the last week off of this regular season against the Steelers. And then they took last, obviously, they had the bye last week. Was that an issue? I think it Was is. Was it rust? You see teams like the Titans, the 07 Giants. The 11 Giants, I think, was it 11? Yes. When they beat the Pats yes. again? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. You see those teams that literally fight for their life to get into the playoffs, get a wild card spot, and then those are the teams that are rolling. Yeah, these other, the other, the other two, all, all these other six seeds that have made the playoffs and have advanced to the championship round, the two that won the Super Bowl, the 05 Steelers and the 2010 Packers. Exactly. I mean, these teams are hot and they stay hot in the playoffs because. It literally was life or death for their season. Yeah, you either keep keep playing to 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 stay alive, or you. I mean, you just die. <laughs> How much of that is on Harbaugh and coaching? But that's the thing, though, is if they did play in Week Seventeen, what one series? Maybe yeah, I mean, that's true. are they gonna? They start the no, no, game. No, no, I'm not necessarily with them playing week seventeen. I'm just, I'm talking about him preparing them for this game. I mean, that's that's another thing though is is if you take that time off and you have that first round by, you have all the time in the world to prepare. Right. So, Vrabel's just a better coach, I guess. Marlon Humphrey came out and said that, that they're, they're they are choked. They are chokers. That they're they are a choking team. And he said that that's their. That's their identity. Yeah, is they they go out in the playoffs and they choke, and that's that's bad coming from a guy who's been in the league. Is this his second year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I think their last playoff win was 2014 against the Steelers. Yeah, but you know, I I didn't really look at look into that too much. Um, with I mean, it's kind of bad that you know a, a player a young guy on your team is saying that y'all are chokers. Um, but uh. Lamar Jackson, you're a quarterback. I get that, but you cannot throw 59 times in a game and win. I thought I saw something. I'll say this and then we'll move on. But I saw something that said with Derrick Henry throwing a touchdown. There's now two running backs throwing. I 
touchdown pass. I did see that. That was funny. Uh, no, I, I, I've come off Lamar Jackson, great season, MVP, whatever. He's MFP. A, he's a, MFP. Okay, MFP. The MVP is number 15 in Kansas City. Uh, oof, man, yeah. Uh, but uh, he, oof. He's got a, you feel like Harbaugh could have gotten him ready for that. I mean, they, they exited with a bad game last year against the Chargers. Yep. Really just laid an egg in this game. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Ravens going forward. Now the Titans will now advance and play the Kansas City Chiefs, who in probably, man, I don't even know if I could say this is the game of the playoffs so this far. This was a basketball score. This is the performance of the playoffs so far by a team. Or at least from the middle of the second quarter on. Yeah, I was about to say I wouldn't I wouldn't give it to him in the first quarter, <laughs> but uh, we'll say the best three quarters by a team. There you go. Um, because th- I'm not even gonna lie, I turned this off. I was like twenty four nothing. I went to sleep. I was like, there's no way. But I am one of those. I don't call it till the fat lady sings. Mainly when I'm watching the Cowboys, but I. My brother said this game's over. He texted me and my dad and said this game's over. And and I or my dad said the Chiefs can score quick. And then I said there's plenty of time left. And but I I I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking in my head like this is over, you know. But the next time I looked at at the score on my phone, it was twenty four twenty one. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So the Texans jump out to a twenty one nothing lead in the first quarter. Quarter, first quick, quarter. Quick, quick. A touchdown on their first drive, um, and then a, a blocked punt return for a touchdown. And then uh, they're able to to score again after uh, another uh, another uh, a punt by uh, Kansas City. And uh, so 21 nothing after the first quarter. Then uh, it's 24 nothing right at the beginning of the second quarter. Yep. And then Patrick Mahomes took the field. And I think th- this was his second four touchdown quarter. To second this quarter year. in this year. This year he did it against the Raiders. So in two quarters this year, this dude threw eight touchdowns, and the Un- Raiders had a decent defense. Yeah, just unbelievable. So as you said, it was twenty four nothing, and then the uh, the uh, Chiefs scored forty one unanswered points. Forty one. Forty one. That is not a I was going to say a typo, but that's not a... You, we did not say that in error. Yes. that <laughs> He's dying over here across from me. <laughs> I um, can't believe it. That was, I mean, 41 unanswered points. I kept telling myself, and I and my wife, she, she took a nap, and when she woke up, I said, it was 24 to 0, and it is 41 to 24. So I was on the couch... Uh, taking my afternoon nap. I had already put some show notes for these first two games on here, and I was going to watch this because this was a little bit later in the day. It wasn't your typical average start yeah, time. right. So I was on the couch and kind of drifting off, and when they scored the second one on the block punt, it was 14 nothing. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to watch any more of this for right now. I'm just going to take yeah. a nap now. When I woke back up was when you guys were texting me, and it was, I think at that point, uh, they had just scored to make it twenty-one twenty-four, and were driving again. Yeah. Before they scored the fourth touchdown of the of the half or of the quarter, excuse me. So just an unbelievable performance by the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey is unguardable. So okay, so Mahomes has four, he has five touchdowns total, um, throwing in this game. Four in that one quarter. Three of them to Kelsey. Three of them to Kelsey, and that's the thing. Travis Kelsey was ten for one thirty-four and three in that quarter. In the that three, quarter. the three touchdowns in that quarter, yeah. just unbelievable. And he had huge catches in the second half. Um, at, coming back from being injured, yeah, he did not even come out of the tunnel or out of the locker room uh, in the second half for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it took him a little while, but while he did convince the Walrus to let him back in. <laughs> Uh, oh, Seattle just score. Yep. Got to get a stop, though, if All you right. want to make yeah, that game. Yeah, 28, uh, pending extra point, 28-17 for Seattle. Um, so we'll come back. I want to come back to Kansas City in just a minute. Um, for the Texans, obviously, you got to be wondering what happened. Deshaun I, Watson needs help. 
I yes. mean, the the Kansas City defense is not a defense that any team should be afraid of by any means. But that dude was running for his life on almost every single play. And the last time that they played each other, Houston won. But Carlos Hyde had a monster game. I want to say he had uh, close to, if not more than 150 yards on I the think ground. I think it was, it was a big game. I remember because Carlos Hyde was on my bench in fantasy. <laughs> He had 13 rushes for 44 yards in this game. And and I, I'll say this, uh, Pat Mahomes made the difference with his with legs. his legs. Some and, of those first downs he ran for. And Deshaun Watson couldn't. He, no. He could not make those classic Deshaun Watson runs because he would literally, the pocket was collapsing so quickly that he, you know, I, I I've never seen him run around like that. You know, and I don't even think he only got sacked like three times. Yeah, but but he's he, under pressure though. I, I mean, mean, and that's when I said last week was going to be the difference in this game was the Chiefs' pass and rush. His throw, his throws were high on almost every. I mean, he was almost on those last two drives that the Texans had. Deshaun Watson was almost picked off more times than he almost threw a completion. Yeah, and I'm talking like right two guys. Um, yeah, it, it's it, I felt but that's bad. the story we've I, been saying. For, I felt bad for like, him. The, he, they got to build an offensive line. The entire line. time that he's been in You Houston. can't trade for one guy and expect the offensive line to get better. you, you got to build one through the draft like the Cowboys did. I mean, that's, that's why they're so good. First-round picks. This has um, been the story for Houston for, like, the entire time of their franchise. Their entire franchise. Right? The entire You'd franchise. you think they'd figure it out. You would think so. Still haven't. Uh-huh. Um, so, I think... If they do that, though, Houston is now. I, but I mean, they're in the same division as as Tennessee. So who knows what's going to happen? It, that's that's going to be a dogfight. I don't know. I as I think as long as Houston has the weapons on offense, and because let, let's face it, Houston. Lost to Tennessee the last game of the season, but they AJ McCarron was starting at quarterback. That's true, and it's it wasn't a blowout. No, so I I still think that division like that's a because division games are a mental thing, right? Like the Texans or was it the Texans never beat the Colts until this year? They had that Andrew Luck had never lost to the Texans. Or, I, don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck had never lost to one team, and then this year was the first. I think it. I want to say it's the Texans, but I. I can't. I, I can't. It might be the Titans, but either way, the games like that within the division are are mental things, and the Texans have. I mean, you know, they've owned that division for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I know Jacksonville had that one good year, um, but. I think the key for them is is uh, the health of Deshaun, and they got they have to keep him healthy. Yep, that's that's the key. That's going to be what determines. All right, so now back to Kansas City. I think with a performance like this, um, that there is no reason why they are not the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And I know you've got San Francisco, but no, I, I no, I picked Kansas City. Oh, did you pick? Kansas I City? picked them two in the Super Bowl, and I said that the Walrus would get his first Super Bowl ring. I think I did pick San Francisco. So, uh, but Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league. See what I mean? Lamar Jackson, MFP, most flashy player. Patrick Mahomes, most valuable player, because value is is not. Oh, I can do spin moves and and all that jazz. Value is a guy that throws for four touchdowns in one quarter and brings his team back from a twenty one or twenty four to zero deficit. Um, he won most valuable player last year for good reason. I still thought Russ had a better season, regular season, um, than Pat, but I think the injury is the reason that Patrick Mahomes is not going to win it. Right. Um, he just didn't play a full season. Exactly. And I think the chiefs would have gotten the number one seed possibly if he had. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this segment. Talking about these games, uh, we'll keep you posted as we continue along here with that Seattle and Green Bay game. But we're going to go ahead and get into our next segment. Hi. Hey. <laughs> 
All right, third and three tonight. And real quick, just want to take a few minutes and just kind of look at these post the postseason so far with some postseason superlatives. So, Trent, I'm going to go ahead and just get your opinion on these. And start off, number one, give me your biggest team surprise. Biggest team surprise. The Titans. I was going to say, it's really no <laughs> I mean, other. There's no other, there's no other question. It's no. the Titans. All right, biggest player surprise. The easy answer here is Derrick Henry. Um, but is that really a surprise? But the biggest surprise to me, and and again, you're going to probably disagree with this, but I think how how bad Lamar Jackson played. Well, then that would be your biggest player disappointment, right? Oh, I guess I didn't see the disappointment. <laughs> okay, okay. Scratch um, that. <laughs> yeah, scratch that. That we'll just say that we'll just you know how in school when you when you mess draw up you draw arrow. the arrow. Yes, absolutely. We'll draw an arrow. Yes, we're um, drawing an arrow to the next. So next question. no, the biggest player surprise um, thus far. Uh, I just don't want to go with the easy answer, and mm -hmm. the easy answer to me is Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with. Give me Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Just that he's playing in the postseason. He's, he's playing in the postseason and he's scoring touchdowns. <laughs> no matter what happens in this game, Marshawn, I don't, you are Marshawn, you could I don't go snort some Skittles or something like <laughs> and you could take your helmet off and dance around. I don't I don't care. Biggest surprise this postseason is Marshawn. <laughs> that he is here. Yeah. All right. Okay, so biggest team disappointment. Patriots. Biggest, I would agree with that. Uh, biggest player disappointment. I drew the line already. Okay. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> we already know it's Lamar. All right, what's your best performance then of the postseason so far? Derrick Henry. It has to be twice. Yeah, <laughs> just taking over games. I literally, and and pushing one of the best safeties in the NFL to the point where he runs away, <laughs> scared. Yes. So yeah. when yeah. Earl Thomas looks under his better in his closet Derrick Henry's lurking there <laughs> the boogeyman okay um then two other questions before we finish this quick segment uh of the 12 teams that made it to the postseason this year which of them will not make it next year so we're going plural teams okay um the Eagles will not make it okay uh and you're gonna, people will probably laugh at me. The Titans will not make it. I mean, they barely made it in this year. And I don't, I just, I don't see them winning the division. I don't, as long as Deshaun Watson's down in Houston, I don't, I don't care. And the Steelers will be healthy next year. The Steelers will be healthy. So the Ravens will probably still get in just because they're a good team. Yes. Um, uh, Seahawks won't get in. Okay. So man, you're you're doing some serious turnover then. Well, last year That's true. Uh, was it like half of them almost? More than half, I think. That didn't get in again. Um so I'm going to go the Packers will still win the North. Um Seattle won't get in cuz the Niners are going to still be the Niners. They're not going to lose anything, I don't think. Um uh, I don't think the Titans will get in and I don't think um the Eagles will get in. All right. So who's going to take their place then? What teams do you think that didn't make it this year will get it? Well, my bias will say the Cowboys. Right. Um, but I think the Cowboys are going to have new new life um, in them with uh, McCarthy. I also think – I didn't mention this earlier. A big reason I, I was happy about the McCarthy hire is I really think that's going to help us retain Randall Cobb because he's going to be a free agent. And That's a good point. I mean, he tweeted out the little eyeballs that, that are looking uh, – <laughs> When they and then he like you know retweeted the McCarthy was hired, uh -huh. so I I really think that relationship there will help us retain Cobb even if it's on a cheaper deal. Yeah, because he played so well this year, he could get a few year contract. Um, so you know I but I think so I think the Cowboys will get in. Um, let's see, uh, in place of uh the Vikings again, I think the Vikings will take another wild card spot. Um, and then, oh man, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Okay, I'm gonna say the Rams. Oh, I think the Rams, Rams coming will, back. I think the Rams will take Seattle's place. Okay, um, I can see that. And then over in the AFC, uh, I think the Steelers will get in. And who else did I have out? 
you had the Titans, and you had, I think that was it in the AFC. Okay, then the Steelers. The okay, Steelers, Steelers take, coming back they'll, in. They'll, 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 they'll take that spot. All right, yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for that segment. And uh, Seattle forces a punt, and so Green Bay is going to get the ball back here in the at the start of the fourth quarter, and uh, we'll keep you updated on that in just a moment. Let's get into our last segment. Hi! All right, so we only have one game that we know for sure in the championship round, and that's going to be Tennessee against Kansas City. Tennessee in Kansas City next week. Um, Any thoughts on that game? Because really it's going to be two teams that are completely opposite from one another. Completely opposite. I think what Kansas City has to do is sell out to stop the run. Because if you're going to lose, you want to lose because Tannehill is just playing out of his mind and right. shredding you. Absolutely. Um, you, The teams are built differently, obviously. Today we saw Kansas City can come from behind, but Tennessee is built to get a lead and maintain that lead because of such a successful run game. Wow, that was a good catch by Lockett. Yep. Um, so I, I really think that this is going to be a good game. I, I did say last week, and, and I, I did pick the Ravens to win. I, I will admit that. But I said that it was going to be a better game than people thought. Right. So And that was because of Tennessee's defense. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Tennessee has what it takes to stop Mahomes um, and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, who wasn't that big of a factor today. I was nope. really surprised. Um, they were trying to get him involved, though, had him returning punts, um, which they normally don't do anymore. Uh, but Mahomes is making, you know, guys I've never even heard of are catching, you know, seven, eight, <laughs> nine touchdowns this year. Yeah. Um, Watkins looked healthy today. Uh, so I, I, really, I think Kansas City's still going to win. They're still my pick to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hope Tennessee makes it interesting. But if you're Kansas City, you have to sell out and stop Derrick Henry. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to load nine guys in the box and then just have two safeties playing a gigantic zone, you know, that, I mean, you got to do what you what you can to stop Henry. If for some ungodly reason Tennessee is the one that's up twenty-one nothing after the first quarter next week, I oh uh, Kansas City's not coming back. I was gonna say they're not coming back the, because Houston's defense is not. Tennessee's defense and Tennessee held the number one scoring offense in the league this week to six points for most of that game yeah the, like Matt loves the term garbage time um and yeah they scored that last touchdown with mm-hmm. virtually no uh yeah there was no chance there wasn't much hope um so I've been trying to convince Brianna to buy the Dak Prescott bed and uh <laughs> But we looked it up, and it's like $4,000. There's a commercial on TV, the Dak Prescott bed. It's the sleep number bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were not paid to advertise that. That's right. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, do, I think it's going to be a good game. Again, I think it's going to be a better game than people are going to give credit for. But people are going to think that Tennessee is going to go in there and get blown out because of what happened today. Um but it's a different team. It is a different team. Different team than Houston. And um, we'll just see what Vrabel draws up. Man, I'm excited about it. I am too. I, it's the it's the game that I'm more excited to watch. I don't really, you know, and normally I, I like to see who comes. I like the NFC matchups just because I'm an NFC guy. Uh, but, you know, the Packers are com- becoming somewhat of a rival of the Cowboys. Um you know, every time they play, mm-hmm. it's a good game, yeah. and so, um, and then you know the Dez controversy, which by the way was five years ago yesterday. To, yeah, I was gonna say um, this weekend. So, uh, you know, we'll, <laughs> were we'll they gonna s- ask McCarthy? If- they already did. Oh, did they? He said, <laughs> he said, technically back then it was not, but yes, it was. <laughs> that that and that's the most it's generic such, vanilla answer you could give. Speak, but. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. It, you know, finally cleared the air. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I I just don't – I don't see Tennessee winning. I think it would be cool if they did. Um, you know, Tennessee's – that franchise has been hurting since the one yard short. Yes. You know, Kevin absolutely. Dyson against the Rams. I, he, 
you know, and I like me as a kid, I I I kind of liked Tennessee. Obviously, I was always a Cowboys fan, but I liked Tennessee because I liked their logo. I thought it was really cool, you know. Yeah. And and I remember watching that Super Bowl and and Kevin Dyson coming up literally one yard short and, and just just oh terrible. It was it was horrible, and that, I mean they have never even been back. No. So I I think that it would be really cool to see them go. I think it'd be cool to see uh, Derrick Henry. Um, you know, lead a team to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and honestly, it'd be cool to see Ryan Tannehill do it. Absolutely, um, I mean, what what a great story that would be. I would be, it would be intriguing to see them against San Francisco, just two teams that are about mirror images of each other. Yeah, exactly. Two teams that are built on the run game and built on Matt defense, <laughs> because defense wins championships. <laughs> Not these number one offenses. Even though I, 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 was say, even I though still we picked both Kansas, Kansas City. <laughs> Oh, but hey, you know what? We'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. All right, well that's going to do it for us tonight and uh Russell scrambling around all day. It, that was stupid. He lost he lost yards on that pitch. That was flipped that pitch. But anyway, that's going to do it for tonight uh on the Fourth and Short podcast. Again, make sure that you share this episode with your friends so that they can listen to it. Give us a rating and a review. 5 stars for two and a half star talent. We'll be back with you next week for the championship round and uh going to be a good week and uh then hopefully next week we'll have some updates for you as far as what to expect from us for the off season. Uh, but uh, it has been a pleasure again, Trent. Thank you for being with me. Absolutely. Keep me company, Matt. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're wishing here. you well, buddy. That's right. But the Seahawks are looking pretty good. Russell, playoff Russell showing up. Don't get scared now. Eat some of that cheese. Make yourself feel better. All right? Because you're not bringing it for us. That's exactly right. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Fourth and Short Podcast. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.